0: This is not DD, which is brought to you by EN World Live. So, I'm your host, Jessica, and with me this week we have Rich from Hatchling uh, Hatchling Games. Rich, thanks for joining us.
1: Oh, please, pleased to meet you.
0: So, if you do need subside <coughs> titles for the live stream, auto captions are on YouTube and EM World Live. I am uh, learning but I can't do the whole interview in sign language. And if you're listening to the podcast, you'll be listening to the podcast, obviously. Um, But yeah, Rich, thanks so much for coming on. Um, Today we'll be talking about your game, um, oh, did the wrong thing there, Inspiriles, which I was so excited to hear about because it's a game that focuses on storytelling, empathy, and obviously deaf awareness uh, as well. Um, So we'll get into talking to that uh, a little bit later in the show. If you do have any questions, please do ask in the chat, and we'll try and answer them uh, live on stream if we know the answers. Um, but Rich, before we dig into talking about um, talking about the game, um, I wanted to talk about uh, kind of you and your history with role playing games. So, what was the first game uh, you remember playing? First role playing game?
1: Well, the whole the whole uh, sort of um, journey with Hatchlings Games started with a, a teen dnd group in my local community so i run Amazing. it with uh so we moved house uh, uh a few years ago about three or four years ago and the first mm-hmm. thing i did is i went to a community center and said do, do you run role-playing games so i'd love to nice. uh, start that uh mm-hmm. and the kids in the local school there was a big group of them that wanted to wanted mm-hmm. a group to play uh, Dungeons and dragons so that's how it all started really um i started Amazing. playing Dungeons and dragons like five years before that during my degree Mm-hmm. And then, way, way back in the eighties,
0: uh, classic. Then, so started with D and D, and then have then have moved on to creating kind of other games. Um, it's fantastic. So, gaming is something you do with a lot of young people, I guess. Was that a bit of the inspiration of Inspirals and uh, making this game then?
1: Yeah, it was, I mean, it was, it was about half <laughs> half the entire half? inspiration. Yeah, okay. so, um, so 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 like I said, it, 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 I was running this t- uh, teen D and D group for for two years before COVID mm-hmm. struck, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, the kids there were just encouraging me to uh, make something for myself, uh, mm-hmm. and at the same time, simultaneously, I was working for a deaf charity. I've been there for okay. like a decade at that point. Okay. Um, we do a lot of outreach with like uh, local businesses about uh, <clears throat> British Sign Language
0: mm-hmm.
1: and trying to like narrow that language gap. Um, mm-hmm in the community so um, I woke up one morning I thought what an amazing combination uh, D&D or or role playing games would be with uh, sign language Mm -hmm. learning and that's how it all came about really Mm -hmm. but um, I realised very quickly that uh, I couldn't just transplant sign language learning into the 5e rule set So so that's how I developed my own system my own mechanics and my own setting
0: so this is what started it all. So so tell us um, a little bit about um, the game and and the setting. So obviously, as I, I kind of gave the game away saying, you know, the game is about storytelling, empathy, and kind of deaf awareness, focusing on cooperation. But if you could give us kind of the the pitch and the summary of, of what the game is, that would be amazing.
1: Yeah, so you uh, the players are Pendragon. So you're the descendants of Arthur and Guinevere, Pendragon. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of sent back to the British Isles, but it's kind of like a, a fae version of it. Um, And you've got to uh, basically collect belief and uh, oppose disbelief um, to uh, heal the world tree. as actually the center of the sort of like realm in Avalon. Mm -hmm. And uh, you do that by um, learning the elements and learning to like uh, manipulate them and and cast them as spells. And that's Mm -hmm. done through uh, shaping, which is our our version of actual sign language learning.
0: Amazing. So I think you, you'd mentioned you have like information about learning British Sign Language and American Sign Language, because obviously different languages, so it's different it's different there. Um, but how does how does shaping actually work? So if if you're somebody like me that's 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 new and wants to learn sign language, what what is that going to look like in the game?
1: So it's like a really, really like organic, progressive sort of like system. So you start off with the um basic deaf awareness, like hand shaping techniques and like Things mm-hmm. like you wouldn't normally think about like waving instead of clapping at the table if you celebrate like a, a critical hit or something.
0: Okay, then, great. Uh,
1: yeah, so, um, and then you start by creating a character with the usual name and pronouns and different things. And not, like I said, pick an element. And mm-hmm. then with that first initial character creation, you're sort of learning the alphabet immediately with, the order, mm-hmm. with your name. So you think about your name. So it's Rich okay. uh, in BSL and the same in ESL. Uh, mm-hmm. And then progress. So you do the finger spelling for the fire, say that's your element, you pick at the Mm -hmm. beginning, Uh, as you progress through levels, you start to use the actual signs for the elements, and you start to combine uh, into grammar, and like things like wh questions like where, when, who, where, Mm -hmm. Um, and eventually start to have like minor conversations. So it's it's Mm -hmm. essentially as you progress through the game, as a group, um, your sign language learning is meant to improve.
0: Amazing. I, I love that. I, I, I saw this then because you did some crowdfunding for this this game. Is that correct?
1: Yes. Yeah, so it was. It was uh, yeah, because I, I took a chance. I thought mm-hmm. um, I've got nothing to do. So and, and Kickstarter sounds like it could be an opportunity to, to fund a project, like a passion project. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I launched it and I wanted a thousand pounds. So we, initially it was funny because we were just going to tie all the material to the British Sign Language Association. So we do all we're going to say is go to this website and you can learn all BSL. But because mm-hmm. it raised three thousand percent more than we expected, uh, <laughs> yeah. we get to, we got to do all, all our like custom art and all our all our consultancy and everything. So we get to make the game like really like vibrant and and appealing for young people especially.
0: Amazing. Um. And the so the target audience is like you saying in the games you play young people, but this game isn't specifically for young people. It's for kind of all ages. Is that right? Mm-hmm.
1: Yep, yep, Yeah. Totally all ages. I mean, yeah. I mean, if if it was aimed at, at children, basically, it would, have, it would have been difficult to fund it on Kickstarter because the kids can't go on Kickstarter. So, sure. um, you know, it's, 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 you know, it's enjoyed by all ages. Yeah, exactly. And and there was a range of people that backed it. There's people that are passionate about the sort of premise behind it and the kind of intentions. There are mm-hmm. people who were obviously like parents of children that had like a big family and they wanted to learn at home. There were even people at home schooling because of COVID, oh, right. obviously. Uh, yeah. And then the rest were just like uh, people I'd met on Twitter and, and, and that community. So it
0: was brilliant. Fantastic. Great. Um, so we, you talked a little bit about the character sheet and how you're going to start by learning sign language, by learning to kind of spell your name, uh, spell the element you have. So we've talked a little bit about that. I've got the mm-hmm. character sheet up on the screen. Uh, could you talk us through the other parts of building uh, a character mm-hmm. in the game and what that, that involves?
1: Yeah, so you, you pick a name and then you pick it. Once you've picked an element, so we, we sort of encourage people not to squabble about it. So if someone's got a particular leaning betw- between uh, fire, earth, air and water, then we get them to make the first choice.
0: And what and are then, the differences then, between those elements? Like when I'm choosing one of those, <laughs> what does that, that mean for my character and in the game?
1: Well, a few things. So obviously first they, they interact differently. So obviously fire dominates earth, earth dominates um, air and air dominates water. So that's used mm-hmm. in tests. Um, and especially in in the duels, which are kind of like these one-to-one sort of like battles with mm-hmm. the elements. And then obviously you nominate a leader for a test. And say mm-hmm. it was say you're against an earth shaper, like mm-hmm. an NPC or like a creature, then you'd obviously you'd put your fire shaper up first. Sure. So they've got, they've got mechanical benefit then. But uh, mm-hmm. beyond that, it's, it's just literally you can use the elements at any level you want, at any invention you want. So, okay. so our first test in the game is a, a fishing test where you've got to get a golden, a golden trout out of a lake. Lovely. So, and you've got to do that by utilising all four elements, if you can. Mm-hmm. So some people go around the outside of the lake with air and kind of bring the fish into the centre, sort of a catch point. Other people, one person or a group made a, an earthenware dish out of fire and earth and kind of lifted it out with air.
0: Okay, and, and nice.
1: Like, so like this, this endless uh, like it, things. We didn't want to limit it to like a spell list. Which mm-hmm. is kind of saying, like, whatever you can use, however, you can use your elements, we can give you a, a mechanical benefit and, and a dice advantage. If that makes sense.
0: Amazing. So it's about very much about creative problem solving, then.
1: Yes, 100%. Not really any limits, which kind of can make it quite rules like. So it's just like whatever you can imagine, basically. Um, Amazing. Another group were like uh, walk, going across the countryside on ponies, and they kind of mm-hmm. had a, li- a little bit of like a, a PvP battle about a race.
0: And they're okay. kind of giving
1: themselves bonuses with like air behind the horse and things and kind of bringing up the ground around the horse's legs. So, Amazing. yeah, lots of stuff you can do. Um,
0: well, thank you for letting me interrupt you about the elements on that. But uh, so we can go back to the character sheet. So as you're saying, we've, we've got yeah. the elements there, but let, I'll let you carry on. Sorry.
1: Yeah. So, uh, so once you've picked an element that the elements linked to one of the inspired, which are kind of like the mm-hmm. uh, gods of the world. Uh, but they're they they, they're not really like deities they kind of live in the communities so one owns like a one owns like a a a forge one owns like a bathhouse. one owns a vineyard and the other owns like a pirate ship and they kind of like go around the world and and you can kind of interact with them um and then you when you were when you were like a ancient ancient times when you were like Mm -hmm. the first pendragon You kind of Mm -hmm. had a a you were part of a community called a friend, and these Mm -hmm. are kind of like the races or the species of the uh, of the Mm -hmm. and that's how that's how you meet them. You kind of have a memory about them, and then you associate with them. So you get again, you get bonuses when you meet that community in the game.
0: Mm -hmm. Amazing, Um, and that's the rest of items. Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: So the items you pick five items, and they can be from where you were before on Earth. Uh, and you, uh, they're the things that you level up in the game. So you spend belief okay. on them. They kind of like yeah. uh, give it again, they give you dice of advantages.
0: Fantastic. So in the game, um, so I can see there's like kind of four different levels to your item, um, and say so you spend belief to kind of, so how how would I get belief in the game? How does mechanically that work?
1: Loads of ways. So basically, whenever, okay. whenever you, whenever you, whenever you, whenever you fight disbelief, so whenever you fight the negative energy, mm-hmm. which is kind of spread from like bloodshed, like greed, mm-hmm. like corruption, um, you earn belief, and it kind of gets drawn into your items that you you wear at all times. Okay. So they can either mm-hmm. be like things you wear or things you carry. Uh, so beliefs drawn into them, like like trinkets essentially, or like containers. Mm-hmm. And then, and just... um, yeah, Karen, yeah.
0: No, no, carry on. I was going to interrupt you with the question, but I'll jump in. You'll probably answer it as you speak.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and then um, you can either forge weapons individually, uh, so like Mm -hmm. to upgrade them essentially, which gives you dice bonuses, or you can accumulate all the belief as a group Mm -hmm. and go to the world tree and then heal it to level up, essentially. So there's two ways of kind of like progressing.
0: Nice, I like it. So, And I can see that element focused on cooperation, like you mentioned before as well. So, with the the items, are these are they? Is again, is that quite open and something that you can just pick and make up, or is there like a list and guidance in the book? Or
1: yeah, so I'm I'm quite well. There's there's all rolling tables out for There's even a name rolling table, uh, all like like gender neutral names. And then there's Mm -hmm. um, we're really proud of this um, thing called the sanctuary. uh, Mm -hmm. It's it's in the cabin. It's like your kind of hub area, and. um, and what you do is you, um, you imagine like the pla- a place back home that you found really comforting and really like um, just really, like, really, really positive memories about. And it could be anything. Mm-hmm. It could be it could be anything from a bedroom to like your grandfather's workshop, the swimming, changing rooms, anything like made you give you give you a nice like sense of kind of relaxation and calm. Okay. And then that's transported like through dimensional door to this cabin so okay, when so great. when you go there you'll, you'll feel completely at home in this place and then as part of that room or that space uh mm-hmm. the five items are associated with it
0: okay great so and again you say that could be it's very you're very free with it so it's very much about creativity so people there are lists of tables to help them but you can yeah. just have whatever what Absolutely what sort anything. of things what sort of things have people picked in games that you've seen then because i imagine there's some some fun stuff you encounter in playtesting or or watching people play
1: well it's it's it's, it's particularly hilarious because like when, when i do playtests or when i do like uh mm-hmm. when i run the game I, I try to really encourage people to use the tables because it's a bit chaotic <laughs> so you can get anything <laughs> from like conkers to like um like actual working cameras so we can take polaroid photos and um, oh, nice. uh, uh, you know like things like typical things like journals you can get and, but, um, and also stuff you can wear. So like, you know, like a wig, someone, someone picked a wig the other, the other session.
0: And hey, why not? It's pretty really amazing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but anything basically. So you can either, you can either select it. It just has to be uh, light enough to carry at all times
0: mm-hmm. and,
1: um, or wear, basically.
0: Fantastic. And thinking about the, the stories you mentioned, you mentioned one of the stories, uh, well, the challenges in the beginning is like, uh, getting the golden fish did you mention? Mm-hmm. So it sounds like um that was well, I was gonna ask about the stories that you tell here because not all of it is based in combat like D&D from what I understand. It's not all about go and fight the big bad. So could you tell us a bit about the sort of stories and and challenges that players would experience in the game?
1: Yeah, so they're called questing days basically and and, mm-hmm. it, and again it's um we're trying to have a lot of variety with it. So what the system we've created is essentially based on six archetypes so there's like sword shield um, smarts speed and survival and Mm -hmm. um, what you do is you pick a a different combination of them to create a questing day so say something like uh, I don't know if Lord of the Rings Helm's Deep is like this big battle in the Lord of Uh the Rings uh, trilogy and um, so if if you wanted to recreate that in, in Inspirals you'd have like six sword tests basically. And these are broken okay. down into like uh, little challenges. So, but okay, it would sure. be more of an extended kind of like battle. Um, mm-hmm. And then, but if you want, we try to encourage like a combination of stuff. So like, you know, like smarts mm-hmm. for like puzzles, speed for like timed test, uh, survival if you're out in the wilderness or the environment, it's quite harsh. And, mm-hmm. and then you get a nice like pattern of kind of like an adventure then for those combinations. But um, it's really easy to create them as well. So people mm-hmm. as young as 15 are doing it at the moment in in American schools and they come up with some amazing uh sort of like questing days
0: questing days I love that so I guess like so that's almost like advice for somebody if they're looking to 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 run the game for their friends because what what's the name for the game master in this as, as well you have a
1: the grail guide
0: the grail guide that's the one I've forgotten it there <laughs> so they have the grail guide um so that's kind of like advice for them of how to to run a game what other mm-hmm. sort of advice or recommendations do you have for for people trying out this game and being a Grail Guide for the first time?
1: Well, first of, first and foremost, uh, you're all meant to learn together, so we're very much mm-hmm. believing that every person at a table is kind of like equal and kind of like learning from fresh. So mm-hmm. it's, it's it's actually it actually runs best if no one knows any sign language at the beginning. Okay, so you're perfect. kind of all kind of learning organically from the beginning, like. Mm-hmm. Um, through the alphabet numbers and then greetings, which are, which, is, which are kind of like adjacent to the gaming space. You know, mm-hmm. stuff that you do when you arrive at the, at the group, like, how, you know, good morning, all these things, how are you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, as you progress as a grail guide, learning the game and as the players, then obviously all your sign language improves at the same time. Um, mm-hmm. Other things are like really uh, kind of simple mechanics like a a, a calamity table basically where so if the players had enough disbelief then you just then the grail guy just refers to a table where it's like accumulated and it sets off a kind of like a a milestone of of like calamity basically (laughs) so something something really calamitous happens in the world at that moment Mm -hmm. and the pendrangers have to resolve it immediately you have to drop whatever you're doing and go and resolve it
0: what sort of things uh, are calamities for example
1: well, the trolls might build a bridge over like a town so you have to kind okay. of smash it down
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, or um Amazing.
1: things like the the questing beast can appear which is mm-hmm. like an Arthurian creature mythological okay. creature
0: but oh, it like, okay. basically
1: it, it will sort of stalk the group across the across the across the british isles
0: mm-hmm. and kind
1: of um and it will stop them it will drain their dis- uh, their belief from them it's oh, okay. quite Okay so
0: obviously the opposite of what we want in this game um yeah. So, okay, so great. So the good news, if you're going to be running this game, you don't have to feel like you have you know sign language. You can be learning with your players at the same time. That's good That's and reassuring good. to know. Um, you've got a lot of guidance, it seems, in there about kind of questing days as well. Um, and and like you said, it seems like it's a system that is quite approachable for players and for someone to run for the first time in its design. So Yeah, it it's very like beginner-friendly,
1: very beginner-friendly. Mm-hmm. It's got all about how to role-play as well. And things mm-hmm. like you know, like uh, the first-person role playing or the or the second-person role playing, um, mm-hmm. all sorts of things like this. Um, it's also um, also the sign language learning is not tied to leveling, which is actually quite okay. important because right, okay. some people will not want to or be able to do sign language uh, physically. Okay. So right, oh, yeah, we haven't tied sure. it. To, we haven't tied it to any player leveling uh, uh, character. Okay, leveling.
0: So okay, well that's, it's that's optional. Good it's optional. Yeah. Yeah. I noticed on your website as well, you have um, like some overlays. So for people that are doing actual plays and things like that, mm-hmm. are, are there any actual play streams that you've seen that you'd like point people to to recommend? Because I know some people really enjoy learning through through kind of watching or is that something you, you've you got planned to do a bit later?
1: No, it's actually it's actually being run uh, right now. Um, not, oh, OK, great. Not tonight, but tomorrow night. Um, oh, tomorrow night. Uh, okay. by, by uh, girls run these worlds like an award-winning actual play like uh,
0: amazing okay good so
1: they do they've done a they've done a five episodes now and there's two more left uh so tuesday evenings uh, and they're doing bsl and asl so some of the players are
0: oh fantastic
1: so mixing up and, and then on the, on the actual play they've got the alphabet coming up so that the people are watching it, obviously the viewers can start to learn at home I'm really Amazing. pleased with what they've done. It's they've found it really fun. It's, it's it's also quite humorous, which I like. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: I like to, like humorous streams.
0: Yes, definitely. Um that's why I thought I'd ask about that because I know some people learn best by like watching actual plays and, and things like that. So sometimes it gives people the confidence to be like, oh no, I could, I could probably play this and and have a go at doing it there. Um so kind of talking about Inspiral, so Obviously, that did very well on Kickstarter with the crowdfunding. Um, and, and you're, you've you got plans to kind of expand the world. Um, we're moving into kind of Over Isles now. Mm-hmm. Uh, could you talk a little bit about Over Isles and, and talk through what, what that is?
1: Yeah, so, so Over Isles is the first campaign setting. So like mm-hmm. obviously with Dungeons and Dragons, you have the core rule books and then you have mm-hmm. something like Curse of Strahd or like Forgotten Realms. Um, mm-hmm. So Over Isles is the, our first campaign setting, which is um, mm-hmm. essentially like 2022 20, floating islands. So the Pendragons okay. have to head up above the, the mainland and kind of like, uh, again, tackle disbelief up there to stop the these floating islands from like, descending to the mainland and crushing, you know, destroying the kingdom. Um, and with this, you get to um, kind of like, uh, ride these giant herons called Nimbus birds. And you get Amazing. to, uh, the, the sign language is extended with emotions now and with uh, signs in flight. So, one of them is kind of like a, an emotion sheet, so you learn about like how, you know how how the bird feels, and it's kind of about okay. nurturing then, and then the second one is when you're in flight and you're sort of communicating with your other your other pendragon mates from a distance, so that's why you sign language in the air oh um, uh,
0: yeah, of course
1: yeah, so um that's kind of that um that uh blew me away with the funding um oh yeah. Well, because we, we reinvested all the money from Inspirals crowdfund into the game and making it really really mm-hmm. like accessible and like really visually kind of um appealing. And uh and obviously people I built an, an, a sort of like following up over that time between the between the crowd funds
0: mm-hmm. and
1: overalls did really well because we launched the the core game with the campaign thing.
0: Fantastic. So people could get pick up both and, and join in from the beginning there.
1: Yeah. So if you bought overalls, uh, you got the uh the core game for free as a pdf
0: oh nice always good yeah. um uh, <laughs> so is this uh, is this kind of setting and world something you plan to kind of expand on and continue growing in the future as well
1: i want to do one more game uh, yeah. called under aisles <laughs> oh, rather appropriately uh, and as yeah. you imagine it's set in the uh, it's set in the under aisles which is like a region of, of the game which is kind of like the mm-hmm. underworld uh as well all the dragons sort of dwell and it's going to be like mm-hmm. a ba- massive dungeon crawl basically
0: amazing um, and i imagine that'll be crowdfunded again as well
1: yeah so that'll be next year i think
0: oh exciting um so with with crowdfunding um i know some people watching or listening might be um have an idea for their own game um wanting to kind of go that same route what kind of learnings would you be able to share with people or uh, you know any kind of recommendations or guidance you give to people looking to crowdfund uh, their role-playing game?
1: Um, You need to build you need to build the page as soon as possible and launch a pre-launch kind of live page Mm -hmm. as soon as possible because you need to build a following way in advance I would recommend Mm -hmm. at least three months but maybe longer to be guarantee because you need a you need a certain amount of followers before you launch i think really just to guarantee mm-hmm. that initial initial gain and push um i always get a uh, cover done uh and if it's for kickstice mm-hmm. a 16 by 9 piece of art and it's got to be evocative it's got to kind of like uh kind of represent the game and its themes and then beyond that i would say just keep marketing it really <laughs> on social media, whatever you, whatever platform you use really, uh, keep spreading the mm-hmm. word on it. Don't hold things back. So don't think that keeping art behind for like a big reveal is gonna make uh, a positive change because it won't. You just wanna give everything out and, and be transparent about everything and, and share what you can. That's what I would say. Um, and just go for it. Just mm-hmm. you know, There's not really much to lose to be honest. You know, just it is time. hard. <laughs> it's hard, it, it, yeah. Time, yeah. I mean, it is hard. It is hard work, and it is a bit of a stressful mm-hmm. month if you're doing it for on Kickstarter or something. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, it's got the potential to kickstart literally your project and your career.
0: Yeah. So. Amazing. Uh, so, if people are interested in uh, you know buying the books, because I think they're available now, so people can pick them up now, is that right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, Inspirals is available from our mm-hmm. website in the UK mm-hmm. um, or. Um, You can get it from Indie Press Revolution in the US. Mm -hmm. uh, Hardcovers and and PDFs doing quite well on there. And then overalls, you can get on PDF now. And we're just Mm -hmm. about to ship it physically from uh, the printers. So uh, that'll be ready to the public in a couple of months.
0: Amazing. So you're in the midst of fulfillment and doing all that fun things, which is yeah, I mean that's
1: not that's not the fun side of this. That's, that's why you
0: become a game publisher, isn't it? To, to talk about mm-hmm. freight and yeah, definitely. You okay, great. Fantastic. And I guess that'll be a good place to go to get in for information on future campaigns and things that you, you'll be doing uh, for under aisles and things like next year. Yeah. Exactly. Amazing. Great. Yeah, um sorry you were saying
1: <laughs> No the website's got everything. We're gonna keep updating the website with mm-hmm. kind of the extra games that are coming in. We've got Cryptic Creeks as well, and Dragon Dowser, loads of stuff happening. But um, yeah, I'm yeah. trying to juggle it all.
0: <laughs> and he's, yeah, I'm sure you make it look effortless, I'm sure. Um, so we're coming up near to the kind of end of our time. Is there anything you'd like to share about um, Inspirals or overalls that, that we haven't had a chance to talk about or anything you want to brag about or, or, or mention about the system?
1: Well, I think, I think it's, it's worth mentioning that it all comes, all the mat- sign language material comes with video tutorials, which okay. is essential because you can't learn mm-hmm. much just from a uh, static image. So sure. uh, my, my friends Rajni in, in the UK and uh, Katie in the US have done a c- comprehensive video tutorials, which you can find Amazing. on a website once you bought the PDF or the, or the hardcover.
0: Um, Fantastic. So that's a really great way to to learn. I think I saw that on the site as well. And there is a quick start guide on the site as well on the link that I shared. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you want to kind of have a little preview and and see what it's all about before kind of buying the PDF, that's all there on the website as well. Uh, Well, fantastic. There is another question I have for you, though, uh, that I ask everyone, um, which is, do you have any recommendations for any other TTRPGs? And the rules are it can't be Dungeons and Dragons obviously uh, and it can't be a game that you've made because we've spent the last half hour talking about your game
1: <laughs> yep I've got I got loads but um, I'd like to mention uh, my good friend Scriv the Bard um, mm-hmm. their game Bard RPG is uh, it crowdfunded last year and uh, it's mm-hmm. about to come out on digitally nice and physically so um, and that's gonna be a wonderful game it's about storytelling and archetypes and it's for all ages again Uh and we've paralleled each other for our, for our kind of careers. So it's really nice to see them release their, their big first game.
0: Amazing, well, that's a great recommendation there. So that'll be available for people to, if they miss the Kickstarter crowdfunding, they can pick that up later.
1: It'll be ready soon, about a month,
0: about a month. Oh, perfect. Okay, well, good to know. Well, I think that was all the questions I had today. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing the game and um, I'm really excited to hear that all the books are shipping. And yeah, next year when you're crowdfunding if you want to come back on the show and and talk about the next game of isles you'd be more than welcome to come back.
1: Cool, well, thank you. Thank you.
0: You're very welcome. And uh, to everyone listening or watching, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back next week uh with another game to talk to you about. Thank you very much and goodbye.